Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the scriptures for this weekend, we learn about the power of a simple touch. Now, medicine is learning how powerful touch can be for infants, especially premature babies. Now, you ask yourself, why is a simple touch so powerful for babies? Well, we have to understand, all of us, the first nine months of our lives, were in the wombs of our mothers. Therefore, naturally, we're dependent upon touch in order to feel secure as well as develop. Well, scientific research supports that touch combined with a gentle massage two to three times a day has positive effects on the growth and mental development as well as sleep patterns of babies. Children, when picked up, cradled, and held, were shown to gain weight, sleep better, and have improved immune systems. A simple touch of a baby facilitates in the brain the ability to absorb food, resulting in faster weight gain for the baby. In addition, it lowers the levels of stress hormones, resulting in improved immune function for the baby. Now, it just doesn't stop there. You know, touch is a way in which we all communicate. I'll give you some examples. You know, we put our hand around somebody or over their shoulders to comfort them to console them. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they lost a loved one. And so we put our arm around them to give them some comfort. The, just the opposite, when we celebrate things, say we celebrate our favorite team winning a, a great game, or we celebrate winning a race, or even just getting a promotion at work, what do we do? We give each other high fives in celebration of that. Or we shake each other's hands as a proper way to greet each other, especially the first time we get to know somebody. Now, before the pandemic, we used to do that. And after the pandemic, now we just fist pump. But nonetheless, touch is used in so many different areas of our life. Now, with that in mind, turn to the scripture readings for this weekend. They speak to us about touch, but in this case, the touch of God. Turn to the first reading. Here it describes the powerful touch of God in creation. It says, God did not make death, nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living, for he fashioned all things that they might have been. And the creatures of this world are wholesome. For God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made him. Here the book of wisdom recalls how God created humanity. It's referring to the story of creation, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, in which God touches clay, molds it into a figure, breathes into the nostrils, and suddenly humanity comes alive, recognizing that God alone is the source of life. And yet it all started with a touch, the divine touch of God. 
Now, that's a great segue into the gospel. Here, Mark does a masterful way of tying together two separate stories, but they are very much linked together. Both are stories about people being healed and cured. But take it to a deeper level. They compare and contrast people with faith versus people that lack or have no faith. Now let's start with the, start with the first story, with the woman with the hemorrhage. Now we know this woman has faith. She knows who Jesus is and she believes in him, especially that he can cure her of her wound. She says to herself, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Now, contrast that faith with the faith of the apostles that we saw last week in the gospel. Remember last week's gospel? The apostles and Jesus get in a boat, and they're out at sea. Jesus is below deck sleeping. The apostles are on the deck, and all of a sudden a terrible storm kicks up. The apostles are so terrified, they think they're all going to die. They wake Jesus up and they say, Lord, do you not care that we're about to perish? Jesus calms the storm immediately, and then he turns to the apostles and he says to them, do you not have faith? And so he's questioning their faith. It's tenuous at best. And so the woman we hear in the story, she touches Jesus and she's immediately healed. Now Jesus feels power coming out of him. Now, he wants to know who touched him. Now, it's strange. He continues to persist. He wants to know who is the person that touched him. Now, in the story, it tells us that a great crowd surrounded him. So, Jesus was only naturally being tossed about by the crowd, jostled about. You know, probably that has happened to us at some point in time in our life. Maybe we've gone to the state fair, Summerfest, maybe a football game at Camp Randall. And we're in a large crowd, and we're being tossed about, jostled. Well, this it says in the story, the woman kneels in front of Jesus. But what's important is Jesus is surrounded by his apostles. So the apostles also see this woman kneeling before Jesus. And Jesus says to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured. By saying this, He's telling the apostles, this is what true faith looks like, as he is saying this to this woman. Now, turn to the second story. We have Jairus, and we know his daughter is sick, in fact, very sick. Now, Jairus approaches Jesus exactly like the woman did. He knows who Jesus is, and he truly believes that the Son of God and only the Son of God can cure his daughter from her illness. So Jairus and Jesus, it says on the story, are on their way to see the girl. And then they find out she's dead. Now notice what Jesus says to the dad, Jairus. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Now can you imagine Jesus saying that to you? Especially when you experience difficult times in your life. When things aren't going your way. When you feel a sense of hopelessness. Self-doubt creeps in. Imagine Jesus looking at you and saying, don't be afraid, just have faith. And so they arrive at the house and it says the people were weeping and wailing. So they were crying very loud. Jesus asks them, why are you weeping? This child is not dead, but asleep. 
Next, it says they ridiculed him. They mocked and they laughed at Jesus. They criticized him. Again, compare and contrast the faith of Jairus. His faith was steadfast. It was spot on. He knew and he believed in Jesus Christ. But these people in the house, it's just the opposite. They didn't have faith. They didn't know who Jesus was, nor did they believe in him. That's why they treated him in such a terrible and cruel way. And so, in the story of Jesus, he goes into the room with the parents who believe. He touches the girl's hand, and the girl was immediately cured. The girl, like the woman, are brought back to life. Now, we too receive that simple and yet powerful touch from Jesus. And in doing so, we are healed from our spiritual illness. Now, the touch comes in many different forms. Maybe a prayerful moment in which we're sitting in our church or in a chapel, and immediately we feel this overwhelming sense of inner peace. Well, that's Christ touching you. Or maybe you go on a spiritually charged retreat or conference, and you leave it you know, on fire with your faith. Well, Christ has just touched you. Or maybe it's just in the simple things, like sitting at the kitchen table and sharing your faith with your son or your daughter. Or maybe you experienced an event that changed your life for the better. Well, those are all ways in which God has touched you. But God also touches us in the sacraments. The most powerful way is in the Eucharist. Now realize, every time we come to communion at Mass, we, like the woman and Jairus, we approach Jesus with faith. We know exactly who Jesus is, and we believe what we are about to receive, his body. And so we extend our hand, just like the woman did, and just like Jesus did to the child. And Jesus touches us in the most concrete way, through his body. More to it, we come to Jesus with different spiritual illnesses. Maybe a lack of forgiveness, our ego, pride, envy, selfishness. Whatever it is, we come to Jesus with faith. And through the Eucharist, we are healed and strengthened, just like the woman was, as well as the little girl. Friends, strongly encourage you, take some time this week. You can't afford not to. Reread this story. Yes, it's a story of healing, but I think more importantly, it's a story about faith and how we are to always approach Jesus. We must follow the example of the woman in Jairus. Approach Jesus always with faith, knowing who he is, and we do, and believing what he can do for us now and always. And yet, during those challenging times in our life, imagine Jesus looking at you right in the face and telling you, don't be afraid, just have faith. And then allow Jesus to spiritually touch you, heal and strengthen you, now and forever. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.